and welcome to the Journey Home podcast, bringing you stories from homeland to home. I'm your host, Caitlin Goldthorpe, and today we meet 94-year-old Bosnian immigrant Kartika Straholjak. Kartika, who's since moving to Australia post-World War II with her husband Dimitri and three children, Anna, Maria and Peter, has not learnt English, speaking Serbian today as she sits down with me to discuss her journey home to Australia. I received assistance from Kartika's eldest daughter, Anna, in conducting this interview, who worked closely with me to translate Serbian to English in order for Kartika to share her story. Kartika, thank you so much for joining me here today. How would you like to be known? Where were you born? And what languages do you speak? Katica Katarina, Strehajuk, Ukosovo, Ukrainski. Makedonski, Croatian, Serbian, to sve isto, Polski. Kartika was born in Kosovo in 1926 and lived all over Yugoslavia. Where did you live when you were growing up and what was it like growing up for you? In Macedonia, Dojran, in Bosnia, Bosnia, Banja Vojvodina. Over the whole of Yugoslavia, I don't even know what to say. It was wartime. I went to Serbian school for four years in Old Doidan. Us kids were played around the school in the fields, look after the sheep, the cows, and like that, women swimming in Lake Doidan and played around the school. Hard. Of course it was really hard. We had to go to the fields and work hard, digging. It was good. We worked, we worked. Whatever we earned, we saved. We had bees, we had lots of honey. We had around 100 beehives. On the farm, and we did, we did everything that you have to do on, on, a, on a farm. So when did you meet your husband and what was that time in your life like? In 1942, we were, we were in his village. We lived in the village, we did our work. Then for fun, it was nice, we had good people, we went dancing to parties. We went to church. It was a Ukrainian church. We had a nice life. Uh, we had a farm. We were working. And that is what we were doing until we came to Australia. We went everywhere, we visited family, we went to, we went to other villages, had fun with other people, and that's that. We went to family around Christmas time, we went to see lots of different people, there were lots of different nationalities there, we used to visit other, each other, we used to go over to see each other. There were Polish people, Ukrainian people, and we used to go over for Christmas, and that's that. Around Christmas, Easter, and special fe- feast days for saints. 
Fin je bio, life was bio, nice when, we were, when there was peace. Life fin was je, nice. Je, je, je. We went to parties, we went na, dancing. We worked na zabave, in the igranke, na... Radili smo u njivi. Sa svima smo bili dobri. We good with everybody where we lived and we thought that we would stay there. But we went to Australia after that. Kartika's heritage is Ukrainian. Both her parents were born and lived in the Ukraine up until she was born. It is important to her story to understand that there is a long and complicated history surrounding the place her family is from and the context of the area and time where she grew up. In 1918, Ukraine declared independence despite numerous rival governments fighting for control over the country during ongoing civil war. In 1921, shortly before Kartika was born, the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic was established when the Russian Red Army took over two-thirds of Ukraine, the other becoming part of Poland. In the 1920s, the Soviet government encouraged the Ukrainian culture and language within strict political bounds. To the country's detriment, this encouragement of Ukrainian culture was reversed during the late 1930s, during the time that the Ukrainians described as the Holodomor, where Stalin's collectivization campaign caused millions to die in a man-made famine. By 1939, Western Ukraine was annexed by the Soviet Union under the terms of the Nazi-Soviet Pact. By 1941, Ukraine suffered terrible wartime devastation as the Nazis occupied the country until 1944. Kartika lived in Macedonia in Old Doiran for 14 years after being born in Kosovo. After living in Macedonia, she spent the rest of her time until she came to Australia as an adult displaced in Serbia. In 1941, the Kingdom of Yugoslavia was invaded by the Axis powers and was swiftly defeated by German, Italian, Hungarian and Bulgarian forces. After defeat in 1941, the provinces of Yugoslavia were dismembered and shared between Axis powers, with Serbia under the occupation of Bulgarian forces. The Axis occupation of Serbia, particularly by Hungarian and Bulgarian rule, led to the severe persecution and genocide of Serbians and ethnic Serbians. This included the deaths of an estimated 500,000 people, with many more displaced from their homes and suffering widespread famine. It was while Kartika's family were in Macedonia that the Bulgarians forced them to leave, causing the Strahoyak family to suffer displacement all across Yugoslavia up until the time Kartika was married, had her three children, and decided to move to Australia after World War II. <laughs> Ne Makedonci. Bugarici ma sisterali. The Bulgarians asked us to leave, not Macedonians. We went to Bosnia. Uh, from Bosnia we went to Srem. You don't know where that is. From Srem we went to India. That's somewhere in Croatia, close to Novi Sad. Novi Sad. They wanted to take over Macedonia. Should I say that? That's why they asked us to leave. We were in Srem, in, no, in Bačka. It was called Bačka, near Novi Sad. Uh, then we were hungry, we were very poor. We, don't, we didn't have a house, you know. What is like to live when you are poor, when you don't have a house, and like that. 
Adonio would say in those five years the life was really hard and we suffered a lot. Between 1941 and 1945, we were more hungry than full. I know what it is like to be hungry. I can even go hungry now. People used to give us things. People used to give us food to eat and took us in. We were a big family, all ten of us. It was bad people, but there was good people and they used to give us things. Da nije bilo dobri ljudi, bilo bi nam teško, ali bili su dobri ljudi pa su nas pomagali. Bilo je i loše i dobri i svakakvi je bilo, ali bilo je i dobri i loše. I ti dobri ljudi su nas pomagali malo. Znaš kakva je bila razumoda? Bila je crkva blizu, i to da ti kažem. Još nisam šta malo šta da obučem. Tata je malo nešto nosio. I used to go to church, I didn't have anything much nice to wear. My father used to carry the clothes on his back in the wall. I didn't mind which church it was. All the churches are good, it is the people who are not good. Muzika We used to have dancing and parties, although there was a war, but that is a whole history. We didn't have anything, anything, but now I feel sad to throw a shirt away. I know nobody needs it and nobody will want it, but I feel sad to throw it away because I know what it is like to have nothing. God knows, it's not short, it's a long history. So what made you leave Bosnia after you began your family to immigrate to Australia? What was the process in coming here? We had a good life, we had a house, we had lots of things, but my husband, something came to his head and he decided to leave for a new country, for a better life. What else can I say? For a better life, we lived all right, but a lot of people were leaving, so we came here to Australia. We thought that it was going to be good uh, for our kids, and that's how it was. We went to Belgrade and they asked all these questions, and they asked about our health, and they let us come and don't know what else to say. We had permission to stay in Australia permanently. We got our naturalisation straight away too, after some time. And Peter got it at the same time. We only had suitcases. We had suitcases for clothes and that's what we had. We had clothes to change into, clothes to wear until we earned and saved a bit. And then we earned some, then we had something and now I have too much. I can't even wear some of the stuff that I have now. So why did you choose Australia out of all of the countries you could have gone to? So a lot of people from Bosnia and Macedonia were going to Australia and a lot of people were saying that Australia was a good country. Australia is a good country. 
The lady Julia, who wrote to my mother and said how her life was nice in Australia, she said, Maria, this is what I don't have to do. I don't have to chop wood. I turn the button and I get water and fire. And when she walked through the house, her feet sunk into the carpet. Eto tako, ona, ona nama tako rekla, napisala odande, da je tako fin bilo u, Jugos, u Australiji i tako smo došli vamo, zato, eto, zato smo došli. Ovo nismo poznali, zato smo here, došli. A, to moj brat me doveo. Bar, moj brat došao. Moj brat došao u Australiju. Australia. He was I tu je u Australiji bio. Really I on je, nice je rekao kako se ti naživi, zato smo došli od ovdje. Moj brat kad je došao. Because my brother došli. was here in Wollongong. And he came, and Zato we came to him. Zato sam bio u Wollongongu. I došli sam tu kod njega. Uh, we came to my brother's house, we lived with my brother, and then we saved enough money and we bought uh, our house. We knew straight away that it was going to be better for all of us because we heard from a lot of people that life was good in Australia. From the time I was born, I have lived the longest in one place in Australia. My husband got a job at the steelworks, we saved and then we bought a house so we were not on the street. Uh, he got a job straight away, I never worked outside of home. My husband was a good man, he bought a house and then I looked after the kids and the kids went to school, going, coming from school, then my husband going and coming from work and that's how we lived. We were smart and we bought a house but those who weren't smart wander around without a house. If somebody wanted to know, that's what I would tell them. We worked, we saved, we bought a house. That's why we have a house and we have everything. Did you and your family find it hard settling into the community in Wollongong when you arrived? No, it was harder for me over there. It was easier here. I didn't have to go to the fields, I looked after the kids, I cooked, waiting for the children to come from school, that's the short version. No, it wasn't hard to make friends, we were, there were a lot of people that we knew, we had good friends, good neighbours, also we had family here and we got on with family and life was better. Serbima i Makedoncima. Serbians, Macedonians and Croatians, we were all together. Išli smo kod poznati, kod prijatelja, ovo što smo ih znali. I to tako smo danas provodili. We visited people we knew, friends, there were weddings, and that was fun. Christenings, we were dancing. Uh, do you know, we got on with everybody, there were, wherever there was dancing and weddings, we used to be invited. Do you know, we were all good. Who was the one 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 who
Tell me about your decision to not learn the English language when you came here. Have you found it hard not being able to speak English in Australia? How did you get by? Yes. Uh, how do you say it in English? Yes, life is harder because I don't speak the language. Uh, my daughter wrote it out for me to learn and told me to learn, but by the time she would come home from school, I had forgotten, I would be reading, writing, and then friends would come visiting, and I would be having fun, it would go out of my head, and that I should probably learn English, that's why I didn't learn English. I went to the beach and the kids were playing at the pools and the kids were playing and one little boy was saying, give me, give me. And I'm telling you this now and I'm thinking, what is this little boy saying, give me? And the boys were throwing the ball, so I thought that means give it to me. And if I continue to learn, I would, I would have learned, but I had friends who I really didn't need and I was spending time with them, that's why I didn't learn English. If I had to cook something, I would put it in my head to understand what I needed to ask for. And I'm asking, who will go to the butcher to buy meat? And they're saying, no, Bart can go. No, Maria can go. I swore at them all, so I took my purse and I'm going by myself. I went to the butcher. Lucky the butcher was close by. What am I going to do now? I don't speak English. I have to buy mints. I have to buy meat. I'm walking on the street, on the road, and I'm thinking to myself, I will somehow ask, but I was hoping that there would be no other people there. I'm walking and thinking, when I go there, I will show him what I want. I went into the butcher and he says, what would you like? And I said, meat. I know I, I want meat, but I don't know how to say what kind of meat. And the butcher was really nice and he was looking at me. He said, meat, but I don't know what that meant, means. I didn't know that means meant means. I know what is means and I know what is a piece of meat, but I don't know how to say it. And he's looking at me and the butcher says, oh, means. 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 I 
ali bili peoni, znači to sam znala. I knew how to ask for what I wanted in peons. Peons at the time, not kilos. And then I said how many peons I wanted. I learned that because I needed to know. I onda rekla sam koliko hoću peona. Zato sam naučila sam to, sam znala što mi je trebalo. At that time I was cooking and cooking, not like now. That's why I don't speak English. Zato ne znam engleski što sam kuvala i spremalo. I was cooking and in the garden and I had lots of things in the vegetable garden. There was a Greek shopkeeper in his shop. There was everything I used to buy, everything there like oil and other stuff. I knew how to ask for those things. When the bill comes, I've got eyes. I will see how much it costs and I will just go and pay it. It's not hard. Take my money, my dollars, and I'm not stupid, and I go and pay it. If you had one piece of advice for someone coming to Australia in similar circumstances to yourself, what would it be? It's very important for the language. If I had known then, I would have left everything and gone to school, school and learned English. I wasn't that stupid, but it, was, it has passed now. I would tell them it is important to learn the language. It's finished. I can't go back. Listen, that's another question. If I was young again, I would know what to do. But I can't go back. It's finished. I'm sad because when I'm watching TV, I have to figure out what the story is. Last night I was watching something and I was really interested in it and I was trying to figure out what it means and I couldn't. It's very hard for me not being able to speak to the grandkids. I would explain everything, but I can't. After everything that you have gone through when you were growing up and knowing what you know now about the war in Yugoslavia in the 1990s, do you consider Australia to be home? A hundred times I said I was lucky, especially when I heard what it was like over there, what the people went through the war. People were not very good at this time. It doesn't matter if you are Catholic or Serbian or Orthodox. People should get along. I'm still good. A hundred times I said, thank God we came here. I feel as if I was born here. Do you miss anything about your homeland? Have you found your life in Australia to be enough for you? And do you think your husband would have felt the same? No, I'm not missing anything. Everything is in order. I don't regret it, but my husband did a little. And I haven't regretted it. And my life has been nice here. I don't really have to work hard. Yes, it was enough, 
If my husband was still here, he wouldn't have been good. He might have regretted coming. Also because he didn't speak English as well. When he, when he got a bit older, it was hard for him when he got sick. He used to say to me to call Anna to take him to hospital. Ja ne znam kako ovi mladi ljudi uzmu se pa ne žive pa, pa se ostavljaju pa svašta. Mi kad smo se uzeli 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 kad smo se I do whatever to pass the days by. I knit and go outside to the flower garden. Then I cook. Then thank God that I'm still able to cook for myself. I've got a small vegetable garden. One day I'll be finished in the garden. One time a Ukrainian priest said that a man was found in his vegetable garden, passed away and the birds were pecking at him. It can happen to me. I go to cook something, then I think that the things I used to cook before aren't good. I forgot how to make this cake and when I try to make bread it doesn't turn out like it used to. And I think Thank you for listening to the Journey Home Podcast. For more information on Katika's journey, head to thejourneyhomepodcast.com. My name is Caitlin Goldthorpe, and until next week, goodbye.